Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thank you very much, Chris Villar. Greg Hargrave is here. The Governor Tom Milliken, Heather Park on maternity leave. John Jansen is here, and I'm Stony. And um, by the way, I, I wanted to ask you this yesterday. Yep. You're wearing a, a baseball cap with F on it. Besides, yeah, the back of it says you. Oh, okay, good. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I was hope, oh, it doesn't? I wish it <laughs> No. What's it stand for is my question. Uh, firecrackers. That's uh, Grand Slam Ellie's uh, oh, okay. uh, new team. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so. I figured I had something to do with that, but I forgot to ask you yesterday. Yes. Um, yeah. So we're, we're they get things fired up here. uh believe in March, ready to go down in Kentucky for the first tournament. So uh, we got baseball season running around the corner. We had basketball last night, and the Catholic League has uh, welcomed in uh, a few high schools from uh, the Toledo area. Oh, yeah. Down south of the border and was down there again last night. It's always a disaster going to that oh, state. Oh, all right, here you go. Start crying no, about I'm, Ohio again. Let's go. No, I'm not, I mean, it's just the, the experience I had. I, you know, After the game, we go to a fast food joint. And every time, I don't know why I bother. I should just get Ruby, you know, some food. Teddy was with us too. He loves his French fries. And the order always comes out wrong. Like they cannot get a fast food order right. Oh, it because, is, because that's only in Ohio. Because they always get fast food orders right in Michigan. Well, I have had that experience okay. that they have been right here and wrong there. It's just. Try going to McDonald's on Richard Lake Road, okay? Okay, we'll pick a different <laughs> one. Some other ones. <laughs> so it's, but it's it, that's the that's the that's what I had to deal with last night. Uh, but yesterday was an absolutely beautiful oh, day. Time out, time out, time out. Did did did, did she win? No, they didn't win. They didn't win. No, no, no. Because no. the Came the, up a the, the Ohio uh, proliferation into the Catholic League and all schools have uh, shifted some of the, some of the uh, standings, so to speak, like in in in. In basketball, in, in football, there was a team in Toledo that was really, really good that just like kicked ass on a lot of the teams yeah. around here. And it's and it's it's odd because when you play there, you be you play by their high school rules. When you play here, you play by Michigan's high school rules. And there's some there's some intricacies, and some of it is in how often or how much they can play. Some of them play down as as JV. Some oh, play okay. up as as. And there's also uh, you know, freshmen play six minute quarters, JV seven, varsity eight, and there's some other you know unique rules um, that they have. But it's it's that's the oddity of crossing state lines. When you say changing rules, oh, well, what baskets are worth like four points, three pointers are worth four points, or something like that. Well, you, know, you never know down there because we're never sure how well they actually count. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know it's strange I got here. An eye roll from Greg on that one. Everybody else driving around. <laughs> you know what's sick of my disdain for Ohioans. Well, what, what's weird here is Catholic League in baseball, they have what three balls to strike rule, I believe, as opposed to you know the other high schools. Uh, baseball? Yeah, when they play baseball in the Catholic League. Yeah, they, I haven't wit- I have witnessed. Yeah. I have not played. Uh, I believe I don't, that's I don't, my, the case. My, my daughter's played softball. No, I, I understand that. Yeah. I was just saying that. It, 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 Three two league, trying to uh, speed up the the pace I, a little bit. I I, I guess because I remember I was. That's what? a softball rule. Softball old man beer league softball. Yeah, rule. that I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is nice. Uh, but I did break out the uh, the shorts and flip flops yesterday because it was so beautiful. It was nice. Uh, it was, it was definitely nice. nice. It was very it nice. It was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> it's every, are you willing to break out the shorts and flip-flops yet? If not, maybe on Thursday or Friday when it's like, if it gets to like the mid-50s. Oh, it might, we might hit 60. Okay, well then, you know, if I take a walk or something, yes. I'm not, yeah, maybe, but I'm not, nothing I'm really looking forward to. Whatever. I'm definitely not flip-flops. No. No, there's no reason to to wear flip flops where I'm going to be. <laughs> With leaving the house or walking around the house or walking oh, well, outside. Well, if I'm you're just not a flip flop guy. I, I wear flip flops when I go to a pool. I don't wear flip flops that that much around here. Around town? I, no, I don't. Well, I wouldn't wear them here. I mean, I did before I was employed, but uh, <laughs> employment changed that standard for me. Um, <laughs> Ask Doug about my old flip flops, um, but I wear flip flops almost exclusively if it's above sixty, and it and it's I, I, no I, matter where we go, grocery I, I store, and, you know, restaurants. Yeah, there are times I, I guess I will wear flip flops if I go out to those type of places. Yes, yeah, exactly. But since nothing, I say, oh boy, it's nice. I'm going to go put on the flip flops. It's I, I don't. I, Oh, I got them by the door. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Shorts and flip flops, ready to go at a moment's notice. Which, if it's sunny and, and honestly, if it's sunny and forty-five or better, I'm probably breaking out the flip flops. Maybe not the shorts, although I could, um, could do anything. But um, on a regular basis, if it's above fifty and it's sunny, that the key is sun because you feel so much oh, warmer. Absolutely. If it's fifty and damp. Or right. cloudy, you're like, ah, or my, the flannel or my, on. Or one of my favorite words, dank. Dank, yes. Yes, there's a house of that yes. over on 696. I, I know. <laughs> it's an underrated word, though. Dank? Yeah. <laughs> dank is not used enough in my mind. Well, there's one guy, I'm sure you've all seen him, who, who like, walks around here uh, outside. He's all, He wears shorts whether it's 25 degrees out. And you know, sometimes he's wearing, like, a tiger jacket. You ever see that guy walking around? Oh, it's the same guy that wears the helmet? No, I don't think no. he no. no. Oh, you've seen a guy wear a helmet? <laughs> yeah, the, every once in a while. I see a guy no. wearing a helmet. I, I'm, those guys, we should where, where introduce them together. Maybe they'll, they'll they can, they can <laughs> they'll walk, play our game. They can walk together, yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Well, I, like, there are some people who, and, and Chris Flora was saying, you know, when it gets to 50, he'll go out and play golf. Yeah. That's still a little too chilly for me. To play. Too chilly for you. I, I mean, yeah. a, a, to, I, each to each their own. Exactly. To each their own. Um, and and if I had, 
if I had my old flip-flops, now I had them for about five years until they basically disintegrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have not been able to find a pair of flip-flops that uh, have, uh, I don't know, have, have fit or um, has been as as uh, as sufficient as needed be mm-hmm. um, for flip-flops to be. But I would wear them basically Every day. 12 months out of the year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Where you can even wear them in the snow. There's all there's a special feeling to having a little bit of snow in between your toes. A special feeling. Uh, you know what? I think I'm. You're out on that one. I'm, I you don't want to witness yeah, it. I I think I can live my life without having that special feeling. <laughs> oh, special, but it ain't good in my opinion. <laughs> oh, it's it's. I used to do it when I was so we would go up to northern Minnesota ice fishing and, and up there on the Lake of the Woods, right? You drive out, you're at three feet of ice, right. right? You could land a jumbo jet on it. So you're out there, and by the time you get into the ice house shanty, then it's it's warm as hell. And so I would always bring my flip flops as the backup. You know, and so you'd be sitting there in shorts and flip flops, or you know, and watching the Super Bowl, the greatest experience ever. <laughs> you should do that this <laughs> weekend. Oh well, I can't get up there. I know. It's, and the, the ice around here because we've had. We're talking about wearing flip flops. I, I know. Exactly. It's like my wife and my daughter. They're going, I believe, up north this week. They're going up north this weekend, mm-hmm. and. To me, and this is, I know you're going to lambaste me. To me, unless you skiing or participate in, you know, cold weather activities. Outdoors. I don't don't see the need to drive four hours to, you know, and it's beautiful up there, but we have great trails here that, you know, you take the dogs on the West Bloomfield system as well, as opposed to just walking through, through through the woods of, where we are up up in northern Michigan. To so me, let's just, analyze Cindy's decision there. Um, pretty much everything is the same up here, down there. But if she's up there and you're down, well, here, that's definitely a plus for her. I get that. <laughs> I'm yeah, just talking motivation. You're you trying to figure out why? <laughs> I hate to okay. rain well, on your parade. Well, it's not a rain. You know, it's it could be anybody. You know, I mean, I just. I don't know if it's 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 nice here. I mean, you're retiring in a week, so you got to get her. She's got to get away now, right? Yeah, you're gonna be around all the time. You keep well, making my point. It's nice here. Yeah, it might be nice here, but you're still here. Okay, but okay, forgetting about me for a second. But my question: Why why do why would people go up north for a weekend? Because it's a way to get away. It, it, and it does. It, it feels like a little mini vacation. It feels like an actual vacation. It's a it's a mental reset. And and sometimes it's just that four hours, or however long it takes you to get to where you're going, mm-hmm. of solitude that you have in your car. Okay, um, that's part of it. And, and and you can you can agree, disagree. Maybe oh, it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Right. And then that that time up there, just being able to look out your window and know that it's see the it's lake. I different. Get it. Yeah. Than what you what than your day to day. Right. But if it's really really cold, uh, as it is many, you know, parts many times in the winter up north. You're basically going to sit in the in the house 
watch TV or Netflix, put on a fire, which is exactly what you can do here. That's my point. I just don't understand driving four hours to do what you basically can do right here. That's right. My yes. Point. Well, I'm not going to try and convince no. you no, because I I, it's, it's, you're the, you're, you, you have a different perspective than, than yes. I do, or yes. obviously Cindy does. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get it. It's something I don't understand. I'm not critical of it. I just I don't understand. You All sound right. like you're talking down to us. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, I'm just wondering. There's a lot of things on today's show I might have questions about, including, oh. uh, yes, Charlie Langton, by the way, will join us at 735 to talk about the uh, the decision in the uh, Crumbly case yesterday where Jennifer Crumbly uh, was found guilty of uh, involuntary manslaughter on a four counts in the Oxford shooting. So we'll get the legal perspective on that as well. Uh, Wojo will join us at 935. Uh, some strange quotes from people yesterday on different subjects, including hockey, Deshaun Watson, and mm. maybe mm. even mm. something about uh, a former football coach here that to me makes no sense whatsoever. All that coming up next, 97-1, The Ticket. Hey, the Super Bowl is this weekend, and if you want to celebrate it like everybody else, you can celebrate it on FanDuel. America's number one sports book. And if you're like everybody else, Super Bowl Sunday, it can mean a lot of different things. Whether you're here or up north, it could be getting a great seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, or placing some bets. FanDuel has so many different ways for you to get a win. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for who's going to score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, how many yards, who's going to score the first touchdown. Uh, New customers, join today. And you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Jansen to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Jansen. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 or over in present Michigan. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, 248-539-9797. Let's uh, talk to Craig in Farmington Hills. What's up, Craig? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm not really a, uh, a flip-flop guy, but I walked 18 holes on Saturday and it was awesome. It was 40, sunny, not a breath of wind. And, Stoney, I recommend it, or to anybody. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people uh, get out and about. If it's uh, 
nearly 40 and there's no snow, uh, there's a couple courses in the Detroit area that uh, we go out and sock it, and it is a blast. I have a problem because my game blows. So if it's like somewhat <laughs> cold, and then 40 is considered somewhat cold for golf, even though it more feels steps, more. You warm yourself. I understand that. Uh, I don't I don't enjoy playing poorly in cold chilly weather. weather. I just it, it, If you're bundled up, believe me, I, I played fine, and I have for a number of years. And, in fact, I'll leave you this. Back in the day, Jamie would just sit there and shake his head and go, really? Are you serious? It's 40 out. And I'd be like, dude, it's the best. All right, have a great day, guys. Got to run. <laughs> Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. It's because I suck. That's that's why. If I was good, that'd be a whole different ballgame. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or if you've been good for a couple of years. Like he, <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> like John Rahm, who just called us. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but now, I've, I've walked the golf course for exercise purposes, before I start on one and I'll do the whole 18, takes about an hour, hour, you know, whatever, yeah. just walking 18 How holes. far is that for you? I've always, because uh, Ruby said something, she was, she's thinking about getting a, a, a caddy job this this oh, yeah. summer, and she's like, she, she read somewhere that a, a round of golf was like four miles. Yeah, something like that. Four or five miles. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No and idea. some some courses. 7,000 7, yards is 3.97 miles. Most courses are about 7,000. Yeah. Okay. Especially when you From actually count the walking actually up to where you actually start walking the golf course. Right. Yeah. You, you, you walk four the zigzag. Four miles is a very good number yeah. average. Okay. I, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, depending on the course, there are some courses obviously are very hilly, so it's more difficult, especially if you have a bag or two bags. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, we went to the Michigan-Ohio State game. We walked through the entire golf course because John was kind enough to get me some parking uh, at the tennis center. And uh, <laughs> that was a walk. Yeah. Trust me. It was a walk, especially leaving after that. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. already kind of exhausted from the whole experience. Yeah, and then I'm like, "But hey, free parking's great." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, so she should she should definitely do it. Oh yeah, you, I think you, she's you, going to. Yeah, you make good tips and yeah, uh, people mm-hmm. are usually pretty nice. And you have your you know a holes like in any realm, any realm of life. Sure, you know. So yes, yeah. uh, go work at the halfway house or they got a pool snack bar. Better money. Oh, okay. Paid me good back in the day. It's like a le- I got paid like eleven bucks an hour back in like the late. Yeah, that'll 90s. probably translate to about a thirty an hour job. I don't know in about today's that, day. but I would imagine it should be fifteen ish, which is yeah, it's good great. money. It's yeah. better than caddying, trust me. Unless yeah. you get a great tip. Yeah. Um. Last night, Michigan State. Remember, I said there they'll they'll be favored every game. They should like win the next eight games. Uh, not so fast, my friends, as uh, Mr. Corso would say. Uh, Minnesota at home. Beating Michigan State fifty nine to fifty six in the barn. Yeah, uh, it's pretty simple. What happened? I turned it off when they were up nine. Went upstairs and uh, to get ready. And the next thing I knew, I looked at my phone and said, "Oh my god, it's like a two, it's like a two point game with like two minutes left." Uh, Michigan State uh, led forty five thirty six with about thirteen minutes left. They missed nine straight shots and were scoreless. For the next six and a half minutes, get Minnesota back in the game. Uh, but even more important than that, Michigan State at the free throw line. Seven of 17. Malik Hall was one for six. At one point, he missed four free throws in a row. And when that happens, you're going to lose games. It, it, You know, you can sit there and say, well, they should have done this. They should have done 
Make your freaking free throws, you win a basketball game. And Walker got hurt, too. He, you know, played back and forth with a bad groin. He still had 20 points, but bad loss for the Spartans. They had that game in command, uh, and they couldn't make free throws. That's a tough one. Uh, they'll be back home against Illinois on Saturday afternoon. That's the game that you thought was going to give them trouble. Still might. Uh, Michigan tonight at Chrysler against Wisconsin. Now, John, you are always the the beacon of sunshine when oh. I'm like kind of a gloomy, you know. Sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, when I'm kind of gloomy about things, you try to, you know, spin it to a, posit- a positive situation. Yes. Well, so uh, like since, to go through life. since Jim Harbaugh has, has become the head coach at, at, at the Chargers, uh, he hired, as we expected, uh, Jesse Minter, but that became official today as the uh, their defensive coordinator. Yes, in Los Angeles, Ben Herbert. Yes, who everybody loved in Michigan is the Chargers' strength and conditioning coach, Jay Harbaugh, the special teams coach. He didn't go with his dad; he goes to Seattle. And yesterday, Mike Elston, uh, we learned, is leaving to become the defensive line coach for the Chargers. For the Chargers. Should I, as a Michigan fan, be worried to say, what the hell's going on here at, at Michigan, losing all their, not all, but you know, losing a great deal of their coaches, especially the high-profile ones? Uh, I don't think so. And See, I, mean, I knew sure, you'd make me feel better, maybe. There's <laughs> always going to be a level of concern when your head coach you know, leaves mm-hmm. and or is fired, and there is a replacement. Now... I have all the confidence in the world that Sharon Moore, just like the previous coach, Jim Harbaugh, had said that he thinks he's a rock star, that there's a there that, that he is ready, that the moment's not too big. I think he's gonna go out there and he is being very methodical mm-hmm. at who he chooses as his coaches. Now here's where I'm I think he realizes it, but we'll find out when we when we hear what these hires are is you're a you're blue blood. You're a big-time program. You go out there and you act like it. You can draw from a lot. Now, there may be some coaches who really like where they are. Yeah. There are other blue blood programs mm-hmm. that you may not leave to come to Michigan. Correct. But there are more programs than not where you can draw from the best of the best. You go out there and you make it happen. And, and it, as an example, a few years ago uh, – who I forget who the the coach's name was. It, it escapes me that uh, left to become the head coach of Buffalo, uh, University of Buffalo. Oh, Linquist, right? Yeah, Mo, Mo Linquist. Yeah, right. uh, and that happened. I believe it was either during, during spring, spring ball, yeah, because he had after, and then he after was the spring secondary ball, coach at Michigan. Yeah, he they went out and they got uh, Steve Klingscale right from Kentucky. Right. So you, it doesn't matter the time of year, you can go and draw. And that's where Sharon Moore needs to flex his first muscles. Right. Um, and, and I believe he will. Uh, so it's, no, y- you should expect that there's going to be some attrition. This shouldn't be a surprise. No, I, I understand that. But the fact, and I, I know that the calendar is not great for this because Elston was a really good recruiter too. Yeah. Uh, is it today or tomorrow? Is today's the, the, today's the, the official signing, uh, yeah, signing day? Signing day, and we don't know how many 
you know, recruits are going to be, well, you know, I, I really like Mike Elston. I really like this guy. I really like that guy. I'm not going to go. I, who knows? That happens everywhere, too. Right. Well, it's, That's not it's, just a Michigan thing. Yeah, and it's not just that. It is, you know, what does, what does Kenneth Grant, um, how does he view losing his coach? Because that 30-day window, right. plus there's a spring window for the transfer portal that opens up. We, we, we talked about all of those things uh, yesterday. Um, and so guys like that, what happens? What the type of decisions are they going to make? And that, you know, yeah, it, recruiting, sure, that can be an, uh, you know, a concern. It's more about recruiting the guys that are on your current roster. Right. Well, you know, if Sharon Moore is going to be a rock star, to be a really good rock star, you need a good band. So he's got to be able to get yeah. the band together. And he yeah. is, he's, he's in the process of doing that. Right. Uh, you're still hearing, and I know it's comical here, Nowhere else that Joe Cullen is still being highly considered to become the defensive coordinator. I believe he's talking to Seattle as well to be with Mike McDonald again because they were together in Baltimore for a little bit yeah. at one point. Yeah, and and I believe, especially with Elston leaving, not only would he be probably the defensive coordinator, might be the D-line coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll see how it all you know sorts itself out and who knows what's I don't know. Um, I'm not, you know, in that meeting. You're not privy. No, no, at least not yet. <laughs> what did they say, John? Sharon calls you. Sharon on line three. John, you know, all the interviews, and uh, you know, I listen, or people tell me, and I listen. I, I know. Would you want to coach the offensive line here? Um, what, yeah, would you, uh, what, what would you say? What would I say? Yeah. I would say, um, Sharon, uh, um, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to take this off air, and yeah. then we'll have that discussion. Okay. Well, I know you're not going to talk to him about it on the air. Oh, you're not going to talk about it to us <laughs> on the air? <laughs> Can we please get some stability around here? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. If you, you, go, you go to Michigan, it'll be Costa and Rieger. Oh, oh, oh my god he, ah, ah, he just spit out his coffee oh my god I wish we were on Twitch now and it will be just Costa and Rieger because me and Greg won't be here <laughs> yes. yes might just be Rieger at either. that point I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure uh, old cookies is up for uh, another year of uh, of SOL conversation <laughs> That's uh, that's 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 the type of radio I, I really think you should, would expect as a station. Do one Rieger and Chapman show. Uh, well, Rieger's actually come around at least, know. you know, for now. But tomorrow he will. <laughs> oh, yes, right? Yeah. Exactly. It depends. Yeah. All, it, it's all contingent on what happens in the moment. All right. Speaking of Rieger, <laughs> I got to clean up here. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Rieger, Wojo will be with us at nine thirty-five. Coming up next. Speaking of the Lions, uh, Alex Anzalone uh, wrote something really, really cool. Uh, in the Players Tribune, we'll discuss that and what do you uh, take? A, what's your takeaway from that? Uh, if you read it, ninety-seven won the ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety-seven ninety-seven is the telephone number. If you haven't read it by now, and you should, because a lot of uh, you know websites and people have uh, retweeted uh, and made it available. Uh, the Players' Tribune, which is always really interesting because a lot of times, you know, players uh, will, you know, write their, you know, true feelings. And for some reason, they, uh, I don't know if they get paid for it or whatever, but they're, they're usually very heartfelt uh, columns, so to speak. Yes. And uh, Alex Anzalone of the Lions uh, penned one uh, yesterday that was uh, 
Pretty interesting, you know, and he talked about, you know, what I got out of it was how much he loved playing here, how much the he is still hurt about what happened in San Francisco, how it might, you know, stay with them forever, uh, but also the resolve to make sure they get back. Basically saying it sucked, but we'll be back is is pretty much what he said. Yeah, not just we'll be back, but we'll be in a Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. Um, and I thought it was really cool because he talked about how much the fans and the, the area meant to him. And, you know, when he came here, uh, he came here because he liked, you know, Dan. He, ne- he never thought, especially when they were, you know, you know, one in ten and, you know, all that stuff that they'd ever be in this position. And now that it happened and, you know, is talking about coming back after the game in San Francisco with his kids and he even talked about, the, you know, the, the fourth down gambles and he couldn't understand why everybody was, you know, so upset because that's what they that's what they are that's what they do that's the, you don't change your your basis of your yeah. your fundamental of your team philosophy just, right just because you're you're in a playoff game and in fact he even mentioned he goes they were a little surprised that they did not go for it at the end of the first half when they kicked the field goal yeah and i'm sure like gov has has said that at some point we may hear from dan that that's that's his regret not right. going for it on fourth and two but right. not going for the touchdown on fourth down right before halftime. Um, And and I think he outed it there. I honestly did in a a nice, uh, unbrash way. But if you read between the lines, the consistency was to go for it at the end of the half. Right. But I think it's also the consistency is we don't doubt our coach. And and that's that's the big thing I got from this is we're going to – we'll go to hell and back for for him. Love playing in Detroit. And I think we all knew, Mm -hmm. and I knew as a player – that if you ever put a winner out there, the fans, this community, is going to be one of the best in the NFL. Right. I mean, hands down, bar none, it, there might be some that will be as good, but none better. Right. And so people will, players will love the experience here, the love playing here, and being a part of this community. And now that you have that sentiment of I want to be here because of the fan reaction and the support that the fan base has. I also want to be here because the coach believes in us. I believe in the coach. I can trust the coach. Mm -hmm. And that is, trust me, that (laughs) you can trust the coach, so trust me. Yes. Um, That is an unbelievably rare trait in all of professional sports, but especially in football, to be able to trust your head coach. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. If you saw what was your uh, biggest takeaway, the other thing uh, that he said, and I disagree with it because I'm not wired that way. That anything, you know, if they don't win a Super Bowl, next season's a failure. Now I know the cliche. Well, every bit it's a failure for all thirty one teams that don't win the Super Bowl. I get all that. Yep. But only success for one team. It, right. But if you are a really good team, sometimes crap happens in in playoff games that keeps you from being in that Super Bowl or even winning the Super Bowl if if you get there. Hell, I mean, balls hitting uh, players in the helmet through their hands. I mean, that's a a ridiculous thing that happened in the Lions. One of the reasons that kept them from the Super Bowl. I cannot sit there and say, man, if the Lions get to the NFC Championship game or even get to the Super Bowl and they don't win it, oh, then you know why even play the games? It's it's, it's a failure. I I that's just me. I'm, right. I'm not but saying you're, you're looking at it from a fan perspective, correct? Not a player's perspective. 
player's perspective, which is the player's tribune written right. by a player. Right, I know. It, it, they're going to every but, single time. I w- it would be, I would be more surprised if somebody said our expectation wasn't to win the Super Bowl. Even if you were on that 0-16 team going into that season, now going into that season, we all know uh, we get those calls. Oh, they won every preseason game. Um, but if you're going in, even if you're, you start off 0-3, there's still a path to getting to the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl. You create those avenues in your mind. So from a player's perspective, I would be more surprised if if he said, yeah, we're okay with getting to the NFC Championship game. Stoney, what, what, what's your reason besides the obvious, which is a, a significant injuries? I, everybody will buy that excuse if they don't get to the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, but what's, sure. your, what's your reason? Because Things happen in playoff games, so this is a, this is a coach already that since the 2020 hiring cycle, you include that year, the year before he was hired, and the uh, next year's coming, he's got the best winning. I just don't use the word failure. He that finish. I, he's got the bl- best winning percentage of any coach that's been hired the last four years in the playoffs. So they don't do playoff things, okay, or or whatever. I mean, what you said about the face, they did lose to who we perceive as the best team in the NFC. Right. In their place okay. by three points. Yeah. So what's the excuse? They took. There's no excuse. They took huge steps this I year. Just, I don't, I, I, great, but I don't look at a team who goes to the Super Bowl and loses, unless it happens like Buffalo four straight years, as a failure. Being one of the best three or four teams in football, to me, that's just the way I am. It's not a failure. Is it disappointing? Does it suck? Do I still think of Josh Reynolds dropping balls and, and then the play that I mentioned, the Vildor, you know, when I sleep at night? Yes. But the, the whole sea, I don't look at that as a failure. That, I'm not saying you're wrong if you do look like as so a failure. You never set the bar for championship or bust. Not for not, not not for a team that's never been there before. No, I don't. Did you do it for the Tigers? I don't remember back in the day. No, I didn't think they won the division. I think my chest hair shaved. So yes, <laughs> I mean or waxed, or whatever, yeah. waxed. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, no, but if there's like well, <laughs> Steve Carell, forty-year-old well, version. Yeah, well, like when the Red Wings had their run, that, that's different because they're there all the time. The Lions let. Get to that point where they're they're at the Super Bowl year in year out. Before you sit there, oh my God, what a, what a failure! God, I, I'm so I'm so disappointed. I got invested in this season. Well, to, to quote the the great Ricky Bobby, second place is just the first loser. Well, yeah, I I say that jokingly, right. but there's no one who sits there and says. Gosh, I hope we could be runner-up to the Super Bowl no, I, champs. I, no, I, get, I, I hope we can get to the NFC Championship game, and that's going to be okay. I'm not saying. Look, it's it's more semantics. I'm not sitting there and saying, "Oh boy, you know, whoop de doo, we 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 did something good." I just don't look at it as a complete failure. Like I said, it's probably just more semantics. Well, it, 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 yes and no, but it's okay to say that. It's okay to say oh, not- our goal is. The Super Bowl and anything less than that—second place, third place, fourth place—that is a a huge disappointment and failure. Okay. So were the Eagles a failure this year? They were a failure because of the way they imploded. Yes, absolutely. I think what Stony. There's two things that I think that that Stony wants to hit at, at here, and he's not maybe quite fine tuning the message. Yeah, is that first of all the expectation of win or bust is something that we individually have to carry. John, if you choose to carry that, that's fine. Right, right. Stoney has chosen not to. Alex Anzalone has chosen to carry that. Blake Corum chose to carry that when he talked about uh, Michigan last year and, and getting back to this year. 
Yeah, I, you're right. I, I just don't look at it as a complete failure. And the second That's point, okay. if they wouldn't make the playoffs, yeah, then it's a failure. There's no doubt about okay. it. So you're okay with them just being okay. Good. I'm, yeah, I want my football team to be really, really good or great, you know, every every year. I the, just want them to be great. The second point that I think Stoney is saying. You can saying, be great without winning a championship, too. Is that. Mm, can you? Yeah. There have been great teams that for some reason have Sorry, won. Greg. Thank you. Uh, it is your show, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think the second point Stoney is saying is that if they do not win the Super Bowl, it's not a case of, well, they might as not have played the season. Exactly. I mean, or this season was a waste. Right. I mean, how, how, how dare I invest, you know, three months because they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they got there. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, what a waste of time I went through. The expectation is to win it, though. Yeah. It's I, I don't think it's a, it's not, You're not saying it's a waste of time. You're just saying that it, 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 the ultimate result came up short well, of that, your goal, and you could, you could have, say, play whatever semantics game you want. Right. But it's a failure. Tom, I think you made a great point. It is their expectation. Yeah. yeah. And it's mine, too. Right. 248-539-9797. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 248-539-9797. Some ticket texts. Uh, The Lions were an electric car fire. Campbell put that fire out, rebuilt the car, and now the car is the fastest in the league. Enjoy the freaking ride. Uh, Dale Earnhardt said, second is the first loser. Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. Okay. Um, Ask either of them the same question any of the 30 previous years. Come on, win the division, win a playoff game. Remember that? Well, they did that, so that's why people believe that if you don't win the Super Bowl the next year, it's a failure. Uh, we have to improve from year to year. Can't go backwards. Next year, have to make it back to the NFC Championship at least. And finally, interesting. So what I'm hearing from you, John, is that in your opinion, your entire NFL career was a complete and utter failure. The seasons were, yeah. We came up short every time. We had our opportunities. Yeah. And whether it was uh, a lack of execution, lack of preparation, lack of teamwork, lack of leadership, there's a lot of different reasons. Lack of a kicker. See, my thing with this is why I, I think maybe it's a little stronger to just say next year. But I think in this era, if if they fail to win a Super Bowl, counting this previous season into the next four seasons, I do think it's a Well, like, that, it's that's a total, diff- Right. You know, that's are, a little different. You don't know who's – I don't understand why this te- brand of football will not work no matter what. That's what I love most about the Lions right now. I would, you they and are I, we're, fundam- we're, fundamentally so – 
it's so right in my mind, my philosophy towards football in terms of what they do offensively. They've got to f- work on the defense. One of the lessons from the 90s Lions, which was a talented team, was they just let the defense get worse and worse and worse. Well, we, we both believe that this team is being built the, the, the right way. Maybe we're old school, but uh, I love the way this team is be- being built. And, yes, for instance, you, you mentioned the Tigers. The Tiger era, okay, I can agree maybe that was a failure because they never won and they had the yep. teams to do it and they, for whatever reasons, they didn't. But to, uh, my point is next year, if they don't win the Super Bowl, the Lions, I don't think it's a failure unless they, they you know, suck or don't get to the playoffs or, you know, don't even get close to where they were this year. That's different than not winning at all in year basically two of when they were good, if you think about it. Right. And, and so be, remove yourself and, and let's remove the whole what a player would say. In 2021, when Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell took over, was it a failure that they didn't win a Super Bowl? And, and, and in 2022, when they still had one of the worst rosters in football, was it a failure that they went from 313-1 to 9-8? and eight? No. From a fan's perspective, no. And organizationally, in terms of showing improvement, showing growth – you can't necessarily label that a failure. You can label it however you want. And right. again, it's a semantic argument, but you can label it however you want. But was it a failure? Well, you improved greatly mm-hmm. over the year before. And now, instead of winning nine games and missing out on the playoffs, you win 12. You win a division. You host two playoff games, one of them gifted to you, the other one you earned. And you get to the NFC Championship game. From an organization standpoint, did you get better than you were the year before? Did you set the table that the next step of getting better is actually a championship? Or getting to that Super Bowl, if you want to is take it. actually a championship. Yeah, they're, 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 they're on their way. But, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to argue in regards to, you know, the NFC championship game is the next step. Hey, you get to the Super Bowl, but you lose. And then after that, the next year you, you go and you win. Like, I'm not going to argue that you, when you get to the Super Bowl, it, it's win or, or it, it's a pass fail. Right. And if you don't pass, you fail. Two, four, eight, five, three, nine, 97, 97. Now to get there uh, and keep this train rolling in the correct direction, they have to, you know, re not rebuild, maybe retool, whatever word you want to use, but basically get their players uh, better, develop, and actually make some really good draft choices like they've done before, and some good free agents. Brad Holmes at the media availability on Monday talked about that. So I want to ask a question before we talk about <laughs> the, the 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 sign or the the draft mm-hmm. develop and sign. What's the marshmallow test? Maybe uh, toasted marshmallows takes a little longer. I I, I don't. Oh, oh, I googled it. Yeah. The Stanford Marshmallow Experiment was a study on delayed gratification back in 1972, led by Walter Mischel, a professor at Stanford University. And I'm not going to go into you know what it what it is, but it uh, obviously delayed gratification. So I wonder if Jim Plunkett was in his class. 
Oh, did he ever get gratification? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he did. And it was delayed because he was the number one draft pick overall by New England. Didn't do much there. And then he went to the Raiders and won yeah. two Super Bowls. He twice. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Twice. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Marshmallow, Jim Plunkett. <laughs> Stay puff. <laughs> yes. Um so now now that I've 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 settled that one. Yeah. Um are you okay? And I think a lot of people have taken this to mean that they're simply not going to do anything in free agency. Anything with Big name, like top 10 free agents is what people are trying. And I think chances are that is correct, but I wouldn't count Brad Holmes out of anything. If there's somebody that they really like, and even if it's maybe paying a little more than they want, who, yes, has to fit what they want to do as a team and from a player's perspective, culture-wise, I think they'll get him or go after him. Well, so I, I think some of it depends on, okay, what was the evaluation coming out of the draft? Is that somebody that we had targeted that we wanted and then didn't get? And now all of a sudden, four years later, they are available in free agency or v- via trade. Can we go get them? And what does it cost us now? If we had drafted them, developed them, mm-hmm. would would they be the same player now? And instead of, you know, you, you skip those two steps, but you go sign them. Right. And I I will be disappointed. I trust them because they've gotten us to this point, and it has been largely on draft, develop. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the signing yet because there's a lot of guys that are coming up um, and how they're going to manage – the salary cap, that's going to be a part of this. And I'm okay with that theory, except I believe you have to be able to supplement anything that you do wrong in the draft. Right. And and I'm not going to sit here and say Aline McNeil was wrong in the draft. We have no idea what Broderick Martin's going to be, but Levi Onzerike was wrong in the draft. He's, he's done, he's done yes. nothing. Correct. And so... If you have struck out as, you know, in terms of being able to draft a defensive tackle or somebody opposite Aiden Hutchinson, which they've tried to do, and I'm not going to call Josh Paschal, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to, to, Too make, early. to, to cut, cast judgment on him, but if you, if you strike out at a certain position in the draft, you can't just say, well, we're going to put a, keep putting a Band-Aid on this no. with inferior talent. You're eventually going to have to sign somebody because you're not going to be 100% of the draft. I don't expect Brad Holmes to hit on every single player. It would be nice. He's hit on more than, than he hasn't. Oh, yeah. He's hit at a higher percentage than most, well, look, if not all, the, the current question, GMs. Look, they're going to sign free agents. The question is how high on the list of the, you know, the, the, the big name free agents will they go because they went through free agency last year and got you know Gardner Johnson they got Mosley they got Sutton they wanted to shore up that secondary and unfortunately due to various reasons including injuries to two of the three yeah. they weren't able to do that our telephone number two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven are you okay with the Lions maybe not being major free agent players? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.